Hey friends, we hope this message from C3 Fort Worth helps you see Jesus like never before. And if you're in or around Fort Worth, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday or at one of our weekly dinner parties. Welcome to church this morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad you're here. We got a little bit of a different vibe this morning. And uh, I love what we do today. I, I love that it's the first time we get to do something like this in the new space. And uh, if you're on, if you're up here with me, go ahead and come on up. Yeah, that'd be great. And um, uh, I'm excited about today. Thank you, worship team. Come on, give it up for everybody. <laughs> give it up for the worship team. Huh? So good. Um, we, uh, we're doing a table talk, but we're using stools. Um, I know it's not, it's not, it's, it's a little bit lacking integrity, but it's okay. We'll be all right. Um, but listen, we, uh, we actually believe that uh, it, there's not just one or two people who can share things that matter and say things that are important. And we think there's a lot of people in this room who have a lot of good things to share and a lot of good things to say. And, um, and so if you've never been here when we've done something like this, uh, it's really our opportunity to, uh, to talk about uh, what we've been talking about, but give some other people the room to do it without having to uh, preach. And it, what a perfect day to do it, considering it's dinner party week and launching dinner parties. The table is back. And, yeah, and so we wanted to make sure like we had an opportunity to, to share and talk. And one of the things I am really excited about, I think we're launching eight dinner parties and tables. Um, a couple of them starting a little later. They're not starting this week, so just keep your eyes out. I think a few that are waiting to get their house in order, and, and we're launching Alpha a little bit delayed. But, like, we're, we're going to do some other things, so I'm really excited about that. But how many of you believe that it isn't just about preaching uh, that, makes, um, that helps people see Jesus? It's about how we live our lives. It's about everybody having an opportunity wherever they live, wherever they go, uh, to share Jesus. And, and too often we've taught people that the only way to talk about Jesus is to preach Jesus. And I love preaching. I do it. Um, but, but I also believe that conversations, and, I mean, Jesus came to, to seek and save the lost. And one of the ways he did that, maybe one of the primary ways he did that, was eating and drinking. And so we wanted to make sure that in conversation um, and model that for our church. And so we've kind of always made a commitment every once in a while to do something uh, like this. So I'm excited about it. Now, we're in this series, Look Up. Um, and uh, thank you. Good job. I like that t-shirt. Let's go Cowboys. Um, but I, uh, we're in a series called Look Up. But before we jump into kind of recapping a little bit about what we've shared over the last few weeks, all of you are involved in a dinner party or hosting a dinner party. I just real quickly, and, and, we, and I need to introduce you guys, but um, so maybe introduce yourself and then just talk about dinner party and tables and why those have been important to you guys and why they have been such an important part of being a part of this uh, community. Why don't you start? Uh, I'm Will Meyer, and for me and my wife, Claire, dinner parties have been, man, um, a huge, huge part of our life. Uh, when we came to C3, we were living downtown, and we were looking for a community near downtown. We had both moved uh, when we got married from from Dallas, and we'd been going to a church north of here, which was maybe a 15-minute drive, but they didn't have any community, like people gathering during the week, uh, or really outside of Sunday, um, the, the service, that were near downtown. So we were looking for, hey, this is great, we love the church and community we're in up there, but it'd be nice if they live close to us. And so when we were looking for churches and, and looking for places to visit, we came to C3 
and we went to a dinner party maybe within the first week or two after yeah. visiting and immediately felt like we know more people that we feel like we could reach out to after that one night than we have after being at this other church for over a year. Yeah. And so for us, it was, it was such an easy, low stakes, um, I don't want to say like no commitment, but low stakes. Like we're just showing up for dinner. So if y'all are weird, that's fine. We'll go somewhere else. Um, <laughs> it's not a big deal. You won't be offended. We won't be offended. But if you're awesome, let's come back. And what it ended up being for us was just such a reprieve during the week. So we didn't have to come in with an obligation because, again, it continued to be um, low obligation maybe is a good way to put it. Like we could show up on a Wednesday and it was like, man, we barely made it. We showed up 30 minutes late. We didn't bring any food. We're exhausted or we're stressed or whatever. And y'all are all still here welcoming us. And yeah. that was, again, just a huge reprieve for us and just a thing that we could count on. We could count on that every Wednesday we could show up no matter what was going on, whether it was a fantastic week or an amazing day or whether it was a, just a horrifying, like, nightmare of a day. And there would be people there, yeah. th and we could just show up and just be there. There was no obligation. There was no, we needed to prepare, we needed to read verses, or we needed to, to have studied something. It was just like, no. It's just community. We're here. And, and if, if we want to talk, talk about something deep, if we want to talk about something that's difficult, we can. And that yeah. happens, and it did happen. Um, but also we can just show up and be here yeah. and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Very good. Well, I'm Karen Adams, uh, Donnie, the guy on the end. That's my oldest son. Um, we moved up here after my husband retired from teaching and coaching forever. And we wanted to be up here close to our grandkids. So we had been in a part of churches down in the Houston area. And so when we moved up here, finding community was a bit of a stretch for us. And especially after being in leadership in churches and pastoring and worship leading and all of that, it's, it, there's such a transition to just coming in, then being a parishioner, you know. And, uh, but it was just kind of that segue into that next level of life was just a little odd for us. And so anyway, when Donnie and Ruthie came here, we just kind of tagged along with them. And, you know, I've been a part of churches that were of the 20,000s, and I've been a part of, part of churches that were a couple of hundred and even smaller than that. And uh, being here was such, um, I, I want to say safe. It was a good environment to just come in because there were no preconceived ideas and there was nothing that was uh, expectant of you except just to show up. And your mom is just beautiful about just hounding you and, and it's like, <laughs> Judy, I'm too tired. I, do I, I have no more words left to come and be at a dinner party. And, uh, and there are times when I'm tired and I come into the dinner party and I have very little to say because I'm just mentally, I mean, I deal with people all day long and I have to talk all day long and I use everybody's words. All of y'all's words I have probably used the whole day. And so when it comes into dinner party, it, it requires, because, you, when you go into dinner party, there is an emotional pull on you because there's somebody that is going through something 
that you could very possibly have a word for. And um, I love what Donnie says, and, and we use this term, you steward that well. You want to steward that time because we lose parents. We have children that have walked away from the Lord. It's like you have seasons in life where you've got to have somebody that's that anchor to hold you and to ground you until you see that breakthrough come. And it's very important. You know, uh, I heard somebody say the other day that for me, dinner party is, it's one of those things that's important now because it has created community. And when God created everything, he said, it is good until he came to man. And when he created man, he said, it's not good. He is not to be left alone. And so I think there's something significant whenever God formed man out of the dust of the earth, but he formed woman out of the rib of the man. There's a connection. And then from every person from that point on, when we were born, we were attached to our mother. There is a connection in us that requires community. And whether or not you, like, I'm an introvert. Well, I'm an introvert extrovert. You get me talking, I can talk. <laughs> I'm living proof of that right now. But there is a connection that we need. Whether you feel like you're an introvert or whatever, there is that bonding that needs to take place. And dinner party for me is it. I Just the people that we have in our dinner party, I consider just genuine friends that I know that if if I needed something all I had to do would say help and I would have a plethora yeah. of people coming to help me that's awesome yeah that's so good and y'all got y'all got a fun dinner party man I I, I, I see all the pictures it's wild over there um, we're too old to care hey you know what you could teach us all something then that's what that's I'm saying that's one good thing about getting yeah. old it's yeah like, I don't care Felicia. Um, I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Um, I love what Karen said about being tired on a Wednesday, you know, or whatever day of the week it is. And that is Shane and I. Like, we're always, like, we did youth for years and all the things. So our Wednesdays are, like, very much, like, we loved having that time to do nothing or spend time with our kids. So, um, but I have realized over the years how necessary for me dinner parties is because here, like, you just, you just can't, as much as we try, you cannot get to know people in the few minutes that we have greeting or after church. Mm. And so for me, I've, I, I have learned to really get out of my shell because it's easy for me to get comfortable with the people I already know here, you know, but dinner parties kind of, especially like different ones force you to talk to new people and get to know new people. Yeah and hear their stories, and um, I have absolutely loved that part, is just getting to know new people, getting to hear their stories, um, building new friendships. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's what I love about dinner parties is I don't get that on a Sunday morning, and here we are doing this very intimate thing together, Yeah. you know, weekly, and so I think we should get to know each other and build yeah. that relationship, you know, being able to pray with each other, um, reach out, hey, how are you doing, 
you know, you can't do that if you just see someone and you have no idea who you are. They are because you've only said hi to them during the greeting time. So that's what I've really, especially this last season of dinner parties, there's a lot of friendships that I made um, that I didn't have before because I, I really, going to this, we went to a newer one this past year. There's a lot of people I knew but I didn't know well right. or I've seen but I still didn't know that well that I really feel like I got to know that I absolutely love every yeah. single one of them. They may be different from me, but it doesn't matter. Like They're now part of my you know, group and friends, and so that's what I really love. I'm looking forward to what... This season of dinner parties, especially since Shane and I are hosting, um, will bring, because it will bring a new set of people. Um, and so, excited to see what that will bring. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, that's awesome. See, that, so we can pray and wrap up. You guys have faith, you know. Um, but I, I, think it, I, I, think, I think it's so important. I think the, the temple-to-table pattern of Jesus is such an integral part. And like you just said, um, in this environment, there's so much you can learn about a person, but it's, but it's only so far. And we can all kind of pretend on a Sunday morning, you know what I mean? But there's something about a Wednesday <laughs> that brings out who you really are. And they don't all happen on Wednesdays, and there's all kind of uh, different varieties. But the reality is that we want people sitting around the table so we can know one another. And so we can really, our posture is towards people. Our posture is community. That is what we want. And this is, the church is a family. And I, I know we, we love the word community because it kind of keeps it like, a little bit like, it, yeah, we're friends, but the church becomes a family. The church is the, the, the brothers and sisters of Christ. I mean, Paul was about that all the time. And so, um, and, and I heard Pastor Phil when I was with him a few weekends ago, uh, who, who started C3 Global. He said, you know, sitting around a table with a bunch of leaders, he said, the hospitality is always disruptive. It, it, is, it, is, it is always a disruptive thing to your schedule. There's always reasons why you shouldn't or won't go and spend time with those people. And it's not even, them, it's not even those people. It's, uh, but there's always reasons, especially in our current culture. And so the table breaks us out of some of that. And so much of the table, giving, prayer, all those things, they are things that will require of you, um, but they will always reward you as well. Yeah. And, and while it is, is so it's important. It's a, it's a, it, is, it is a decision made that we will be part of that. It is not like, oh, naturally every Wednesday. Some of y'all are like, yeah, every Wednesday. I'll do it every night. Do you want to do that? Do <laughs> But for many of you guys, just getting it to that point of going to dinner, yeah. that's a decision that has to be made. Right. And, um, and, and I think it's an important one. And I think it's the one that's going to, it's the, the temple, the table, and back again that really gets this life of faith moving. And so that's a perfect segue. Pastor Brandon, well done. Um, I, we've been in this, we have been in this series called Look Up, Counting the Stars, the Life of Abram, talking about faith out of Genesis 15, out of Hebrews 11. Uh, we got it for a few more weeks, so this is kind of perfect timing to kind of recap and look back over the last several weeks. Uh, it's been good for me. I hope it's been good for you. We've read the story of Genesis 15 where Genesis 12, God had promised Abram something, told him to go. He went. Genesis 15, he's had a couple of missteps. And in Genesis 15, the Lord shows up to him again says, get out of your tent, look up, count the stars because you won't be able to keep everything. You won't be able to contain everything I have planned for you. I am your shield. I am your great reward. And Abram believes him. And it's counted to him as righteousness. And, uh, and such an important thing. And in Hebrews 11, right, faith is uh, the evidence of things unseen. Um, and so it's important that, that, that in that faith, in that life of faith, Abram was following God wherever he was supposed to go without knowing where he was supposed to go. And uh, we've talked about a lot of things. And I'm not going to recap them all because I want to get to you guys. Um, talked about a lot of, I, I've loved it. I just, it's been so good, whether fear of faith or being unsettled or 
just the invitation to look up again for some of us, to just look up again, count the stars. Um, it's not a homework assignment. It's meant to be something that shifts your mindset and your heartbeat. And so um, I would love to just ask you guys, I'll let whoever wants to speak up first, what, like, the impression, the idea, the concept, the thing that has kind of stuck with you as we've gone over this the last several weeks, um, what has stuck out to you or what has been most applicable to your life over these last several weeks? Um, for me, I, I, I've said it, I love this series so yeah. much. Um, I think I texted Brandon after the first one. I was like, you need to turn this into a book. Um, because you didn't even know what the rest was going to be. At least I I'd didn't. have a good introduction. It didn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that some books though, right? This is a good introduction. And it, then they kind of well, lose it. Yeah. For me, it was like a refocus, a complete refocus of, um, and we have so many distractions in this world these days, in our daily lives. Um, and I feel like every year it just gets even more distracting. And so it's, for me, it's hard to make God a priority um, and make him my focus. And so just such an easy phrase, look up, yeah. was easy to remember on a daily basis. And yeah. so for that, like, from the week one, <laughs> like, I was reminding myself, look up. Shane was reminding me, look up, because it's more so like when I'm on my phone. <laughs> Not in the middle like, of an argument, up. right? Not like, look, like okay. I mean, from, we got home that Sunday, and he's like, look up, you know, because, but it's true, like, you know, like, we are constantly like this, or, you know, kids or whatever, and so um, it was just a reminder to look up and to focus on God. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to look out at the circumstances or the problems and or just the things you have to do, and if you look up, like, it kind of, like, settles everything, refocuses everything, um, and even, like, I t talked about last week, like, and I, I'm not, like, perfect at this, but just, like, waking up and getting into the Word or praying, yeah. you yeah. know, or just even thinking about God the first thing when I wake up, um, and it didn't make my days perfect, but it just refocused my days, so when things that's weren't good. perfect. Yeah, that's good. I, I remembered, you know, whose I was. Yeah. And so I, I just, it was just a reminder. And it's still, like, deep in there every day. So I'm, like, sad that this series is ending. Not yet. So we got okay, good. Yeah. I'm, like, it was, okay. Got a few weeks. Yeah. Because it's just, it's been so good. I mean, there's, yeah. I don't want to, like, answer all my questions in one answer. But, awesome. yeah, just refocusing me. Yeah. Daily. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, so I love the refocus. For me, I don't know if, if this will make sense. It feels very simple and basic as I've thought about it. But in a similar way, it feels like the last few weeks for me and Claire and I have talked a lot about this, have felt very foundational in, in a very deep way that it can be so easy to feel like Christianity is like a nice thing that like you put on the t-shirt or you change some of your behaviors and you're like, oh, it feels nice. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little different. Like, this is good. But thinking about an unsettled people in like an unsettled, not place, but like basically pattern. Yeah. Like that's how they lived their life. And just it, yeah. it has hit me at a very deep yeah. level and been a reminder that even though I grew up in church, there's still a deeper level of, of, of living that maybe I'm not paying attention to or maybe that I'm not doing. It's not just I'm going to respond differently. I'm going right. to do different things. But like I am actually going to order my life in a different way. I'm going to refocus and and that changes the way that I live. So yeah. kind of the way I've thought about it is 
Um, you can change from the outside in, like I'll change behaviors and eventually I'll get to the deeper things, or you can start with those deeper things and say, I'm going to be an unsettled person in an unsettled place, and that will end up working its way out to changing the things around me right. and changing my behaviors. So Claire and I have talked a lot about like look at evaluating our life and kind of realizing like, man, there are some areas like we are striving and we're trying to make it happen, and I'm trying to check some extra boxes and like get some things done instead of approaching every day and saying literally like, okay, what do we feel like the Lord has for us today? Yeah. Like, okay, we think actually there's only like three things we need to get done. And if that's all we get done, we're going to feel good about that. Like that's yeah. what the Lord has for us today. And if we really want to get three other things done, they're just going to have to wait. Like that's just not what the Lord has for us today. So it's, it's felt very like tangible and like simple and small, but it's been that. And I think that's also shaped the way we responded to things because we feel a little bit more like nomads. So when things around us happen, we're like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, we're kind of aliens in a strange land. Like, yeah, that's not surprising anymore because we're, we have a different perspective and we're ordering our life in a different way. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that's too, awesome. uh, you have to be intentional. Yeah. So much of our Christian life, sometimes we fly by the seat of our pants. I know after my uh, dad passed away and just adjusting to take care of my mom and how we were going to do that. And it, it was it was traumatic for us because my dad fell, broke his hip. He went into rehab, and the day he went into rehab was when they shut the country down due to COVID. So my dad oh, wow. was isolated for like 28 days. He had the beginnings of dementia, so it escalated that. And so by the time we got him home, he passed away in eight weeks. And so it was just... It was a shock. And so our byword for everything for probably a year was, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. And and it was, and I don't say that in a good way. I mean, it was just a resolution of my dad's past. This is where we are. This is what we've got to do. This is where we're going. And it was just going through the motions. But, but sometimes there has to be that intentionality of us as believers like you say we have to stop and not look and I love what you said about the nomad of we don't necessarily move physically but we move emotionally we we move in different areas and so we are nomads in that way but there are times that when God God does something and you just have to stop and as the scripture says just be still and know yeah just be still and know yeah. that I am God. And when he, I, I think when he told Abraham to look up, I think that was just because when we see on this level, we only see on this level. Yeah. But there is something that is happening in the supernatural that we don't even recognize. And I think sometimes it, we have to yeah. be intentional of going, okay, I'm not looking at this anymore. This is where I have got to put my gaze because this is where the Bible says that from the hills is where our help comes from. Mm. It is a far off upward glance. It's yeah. not this. It's here. Yeah. And so I think we just have to stop and be intentional of, okay, and just take a deep breath. Yeah. I know that that has been that way for me. Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's I was really just about hard. To say, yeah, and I think that's the th that that's what's felt so challenging in such a simple way is 
it's really difficult. It's really easy to say, I'm just going to live like everyone else. I'm going to be stressed and anxious, and I'm going to strive, and uh, I'm going to stay in a place that I know that's comfortable that's not nomadic because I don't want to do that because it's terrifying and it requires a lot of me. It was, I, I would imagine it was hard to follow uh, uh, when the children of Israel left and they were following a pillar of fire and a pillar of smoke. Yeah. That doesn't sound very easy to wake up and be like, all right, where are we going? I don't know. We'll just see where the pillar of fire takes us. Like, okay, cool. That's difficult. So that's been really, really challenging. Yeah, I mean, part of it is because, and this is the one thing that when you're following, <laughs> to use your, the story, when you're, when you're following smoke and fire, you look weird sometimes. Yeah. Like, where are they going? Like, why are they? Even when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, they went the long way around. Um, like, why are they going that way? You've been so in a hurry to get to the promised land, and now you're going, like, the long way. What are you doing? And, and, and I think that is such an important part of this, is to live by faith is to go by faith. It is to see by faith. It is to live by faith. And then that doesn't mean that every day is like, let's just see what happens. It's actually, I think, quite, quite the opposite. It is, because I think that's where most people live. No matter how many goals they set, no matter how many things, it's still, that's what we talked about last week. No matter how many things we thought we knew were going to be there forever, no matter how many 10-year plans or 20-year plans we have, gosh, six-week plans we have, things shift, change. They don't always stay the way we thought they were going to stay. And our ability or our rhythms of getting out of the tent, looking up, counting the stars, is such an important Part of, I, I would imagine that's what Jesus would do when he would withdraw yeah. and return. Is he'd, go, he'd go look up, count the stars figuratively, yeah. and come back a settled person, right? And go, okay, now we're moving on. Okay, now I'm picking my disciples. Okay, now I'm, there was something about that. So I, I, where to go with this? This is, the, this is the fun part about this isn't actually a table, so we can't just bounce around popcorn all the time. <laughs> but um, how do we as a church, I mean, because what I've felt, at least going through this in our church, in our community, it's felt like um, there's a shift. Because I think, again, for so many of us, we ch- there's a lot of change over the last several years, a lot of change even in our, where we were. We were at one location, then we were at another location. We thought the one was the permanent thing. Then we thought, and it was like, oh, yeah, well, now we're here. Um, and this is cool. So, like, how do we as a community, how do you as a dinner party, how do we as a community live, um, live in this mentality, live in this look up by faith type environment? How do we create that, cultivate that as a, as a church, as a people? Why, why is it important, right? I mean, it, um, to not just do it on our own. I'm not the only one looking at the horizon, right? Um, but that we're doing it as, as, a, as a people, as a church in a city that we want to see uh, reach for Jesus. Like, what do you guys feel when it comes to that? Was that one of the questions I sent you? I don't know, but that's a big okay, one. That's a good one. Yeah, I know. It's good, though. I mean, I can say just as an example, for me, it's been accountability with my wife because it's one thing for me to hear things and think things, um, but then I'll forget them. I'll move on to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, but for Claire and I to sit down and say, okay, like I just straight up told her, I was like, I feel like, I don't know about you, I'm striving a lot lately. Like I'm trying to check some boxes and get some stuff done and I'm exhausted. And so for us, the accountability of kind of, if we feel like we're getting that, just have that check of like, okay, today, like, what does the Lord have for us? And to have the accountability in the community um, and to say, okay, great, I agree. I think that's what the Lord has for us. Let's do that today. Or like, hey, I feel like I'm striving today. Do you feel that way? Like, do we need to have kind of a, a check and a refocus here? So that's been a big part of it for us. And I think 
that can and should extend in the community. Uh, if you know someone in dinner parties going through something or they're, um, I don't know, waiting on something or, or there's just, or if you don't know, just asking me like, hey, like, how are you doing? Like, have you kind of looked up and recalibrated? Do you feel like you're going through stuff? Like, I think the accountability, um, especially for people who you have some level of agreement with the depth of your relationship. Like, if you've just met someone, that can be a big ask. Be like, hey, like, I don't know, like, what's going on in the depths of your heart? Like, how are you, how, how are you doing? And you're like, whoa, like, that's cool. I just brought spaghetti for dinner tonight. Um, but I think if, if you're in community with people, if you have deeper levels of relationship, having that accountability in, in those moments to ask. Oh, that's awesome. I would say, um, I feel like faith can be very contagious. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing about Abraham. He was very faithful. And so then people would follow follow that, right? Yeah. Who doesn't want to be faithful? Who doesn't, you know, like it's easy to fall into fear. Right. You know, it's hard to be so faithful. Um, and so that can range in different ways. But one, whenever you look up and you do refocus and do settle on God, I think it kind of, you know, like you were just saying with Jesus, he would withdraw and return. But like, in that withdrawal, you're able to get refueled, get re-energized, get resettled so that you can go out and be used, you know, by God for other people. Um, and so I think that's why it's one so important for community because we got to work on ourselves first before we can help other people. Or, you know, and it's important for us here at the church to intercede for one another yeah. because I know there's times when some of us are going through things and we just can't. Yeah. <laughs> But then there's other people around us who can and who can pray for us and pray with us and are praying for us. Yeah. Um, that's just so important. I know there's, there's sometimes there's things in someone's lives that they're not open about or don't want to be. But just knowing, like, there's people praying for me, though. Yeah. You know, there's community praying for me. Yeah. Without me even asking. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, you don't know who is being inspired by you, who's looking at you, who's watching you. Um, and there's people watching, there's people watching, obviously, us right now, uh, listening to us, watching the worship team and the way they worship, the passion behind the way they worship, and um, just the way you're greeting one another, like every element of the, everyone that serves here, like there's people watching you, seeing you, and being inspired if you're doing it with the focus of God yeah. and for God. And so I think that's, again, why all of this is so important to recenter, refocus, you know, look up all of the words you want to use for it, get deeper, um, be intentional, is ultimately for others, Yeah. you know. Yeah, that was good. Um, I always think about, you know, um, God and Abraham and their relationship. And, you know, God said that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. And he's a tri-generational God. And when you get to be my age, I'm one of, I'll just, I'm one of the oldest people here. And this congregation is predominantly, you know, a lot younger than I am. But I think. You're holding it down, though. You're good. Well, You're you know, <laughs> what it is, is that there's something to glean yeah. from every generation. Yeah, absolutely. You, you look at people. Let me tell you something. I don't want to hear anybody talk to me about raising kids if they've never had one. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a timeout. That person. Let's, let's zip that one, okay? I'm just saying, but there's something. But You know what I'm going to do but when you I always, <laughs> But you always go to the people that have walked in front of you. Yeah. And have walked that part of life is like, what can I get? I just remember when I was younger and I would see some of these women speak. And when I was younger, I was a lot more brash, a lot more opinionated, and I would just spout what I felt like needed to be said. And as I got older, I learned that not everything that came into my head needed to come out of my mouth. Come on, preach. I'm just telling you. It doesn't. Or be posted. There, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there comes a time when you get older, you just go, ah, that's just immature youth, you know. And you, and you, but you try to leave a deposit of just, of something with somebody. And there's something to be said for people my age. There's something to be said for people your age. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for the kids that are coming up after that. Mm -hmm. And I want to deposit everything that I have into the generation that's coming up behind yeah. me. I don't want to go to heaven with anything left in me. As Paul said, I want to be wrung out. Yeah. That everything that I've ever been and had in me is left in the generation behind me and yeah. in my grandkids and in my great-grandkids because yeah. it goes that way. But I think for us as a church that we have to remember that it's not just about y'all's age. It's not even about my age. It's not even about the younger age. It's all of us together yeah. gleaning and learning and walking together. Yeah. And that's what community is. Yeah. It's we walk together. And stewardship is not just with our money. Right. Stewardship so is with relationships. Yeah. And we have to learn how to steward this yeah. well. Yeah. Um, man, so good. We're going to, listen, this is never, it's, I, I, we, every time we do this, it's like, yeah, it's never enough. So we're going to shut it down. Um, but just, this is what, I, listen, I think there's this, this type of conversation. I remember the first time I went to, well, I don't know. I went to Will and Claire's, and I got to hang out with Jerry. There, yeah, there you are. What's up, Jerry? Um, they just put out, Fox Morales just put out some music. Diana Harding just put out some music. Uh, Y'all got to look it up. Um, but I, I remember sitting there, and uh, of course it's me. Mary made a joke afterwards. But, like, we ended up in this, like, really good convo about faith and church and whatever. It was, like, the first time we'd ever really hung out. And that, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure he liked it. Um, but, I, you know, I think this is, okay. I want to end with this. I'm going to let these guys sit down. Um, sometimes we think we have to go deep to find Jesus. That is the reverse order of how it always happens in the gospel. When Jesus gets on the boat with Peter, Peter's eyes are on Jesus, and Jesus takes him deeper. When Abram goes, it's not because he goes to find God. It's because God has been found, and God takes him deeper. So good. I think it's a really, really important concept here. The idea here is not look up so you can find God. It's find God so he'll make you look up. It's this idea that, like, that we need, we need to be the legacy of faith. We need to be people who are going, man, look up because God's there, and he's going to take you places you never expected to go. If you try to go there without him taking you there, yeah. 
that's when we run into problems, challenges. That's when things start to kind of like fall apart. And, and we need to go with God. Living by faith is not living like in our own strength and courage. Living by faith is going, I trust God. And he's leading me. I'm going to count the stars. I'm going to let these guys sit down and we're going to, would you give it up for our, um, our table stool talk? I know, there's, I know there's more to be said, more to be done, but we're going to worship together. Why don't you stand with me uh, this morning? Uh, at the end, Pastor Mayor is going to make sure we get our dinner party screen up so that you can hit the QR code. The cards that were meant to be on your seat are not on your seat, did not coordinate with the printers well this week, so I apologize, but all, this, all the dinner parties are on the website, and uh, you can find them and, and get info on those, and we will be adding more. If you miss the mark to host, you can still host. Like, you can still jump in. Um, we'll make sure you're, you're in a good spot to do so. Okay. About, yes, go for it. I just wanted to share something that the Lord showed me actually on Wednesday night while we were having our yeah. all-in team night when we were praying over the dinner party leaders. And I just, I didn't feel like it was the time yet, Yeah. but he's showing me, I need to just speak it right now. But he showed me that this next season of dinner parties is a different anointing. And what I kept seeing was the red cross. And if you know what the red cross means, it's a sign of protection it's a sign of hope and it's a sign that help is at hand. And so I just see these dinner parties as just a lifeline wow. for those who are searching, for those who need hope. So, good. so I just encourage you that if, if it means stepping outside of where you're most comfortable, because I will say, you know, for those introverts, or intro, extra, whatever you are. I know that I'm a very independent person. And sometimes I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an introvert. Like I can talk to people, but I don't love to share my problems. But I'll say that there is healing and there is yeah. hope and there is help yeah. within the community of these dinner parties. So I just encourage you to find one, get plugged in, get to know this community because you will find hope so good so good hey and mary is here she's so if you need help finding one getting plugged in you can talk to mary she's back there waving her hand and we'd love to get you to a dinner party lord i thank you so much for every life and every person god i pray we're not done with the series but it won't matter when the series is over we still want to look up and count the stars yeah. i pray over every person in here lord that we would look up we count the stars Lord, I pray over our church, we would look up, we count the stars, and we would see that there's more for us, and more in our community, more of you than we ever imagined. And God, that we wouldn't try to go deep so that we find you, but we would find you in places like this and at tables, um, and we would go deeper. There would be something where we are all of a sudden going to places we never expected. God, I pray for a new level, a new measure of faith in every heart and every mind. God, I pray for every person that they know they are not alone. They are not by themselves, that they can pull up a chair at the table and be welcomed. They can be welcomed. They will find hope, and they will be healed. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.